0: Welcome to our message for October 16th, 2022. Today we're continuing to walk through the book of 2 Timothy. Our text for today is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable, Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, enduring, suffering, do the work of the evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. Let us pray. Almighty God, I admit today that sometimes we only hear those things that we want to hear. Lord, when we do that, we may miss your word, your truth, your truth that convicts and changes. So, Lord, help us to listen. Give us ears to hear. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, no matter what the news is, sometimes we hear what we want to hear. It's almost funny to listen to the talking heads on the news shows. Recently, a jobs report was released, and all the quote-unquote experts tried to interpret it. Each expert opinion seemed to be shaped by how the expert feels about the current president. So their feeling about the president shaped their understanding of the truth. We call it SPIN, helping people hear what they want to hear, or sometimes what we want them to hear. It happens in the church, too. We can catch ourselves spinning the gospel to our own point of view. I confess that I've done that. Uh, I was appointed to my first church back in 1988, about an hour north of Tuscaloosa, while I was still a senior in college at the University of Alabama. When I got there, I was making a whopping $10,400 a year. I faced massive educational debt coming up in seminary, uh, and so I knew that I was not exactly uh, making the big bucks. I was a student local pastor, which in the United Methodist organizational chart put me right near the bottom, so I had no real authority. I was was subject to, to what all of my superiors had to say and lead me through. I was kind of a nobody making almost nothing, on my commute to Tuscaloosa for class, I regularly listened to Christian radio out of Birmingham. Well, the morning lineup happened to be filled with preachers like Charles Cap and Canon Gloria Copeland. Uh, they told me that I could be rich. As a guy making ten thousand four hundred dollars a year, that was good news. They told me that I could be powerful. As a guy at the on the bottom rung of the ladder in my in my career. Man, that sounded good. They said I could have dominion over all the things on earth. They told me that I could live in divine health. Well, our health insurance was really bad at the time, and so that sounded good too. So I I bought into it. They even backed it up with scripture. Well, sort of. They used some Bible verses to justify what they were telling me. In my situation, their message sounded extremely attractive, and so I bought in. I even preached it to my congregations. See, I heard from scripture what I wanted to hear while ignoring lots of other parts. Fortunately, some mentors helped me to see through the deceptions of prosperity theology. Now, don't get me wrong. God does provide for us. God certainly did provide for me in those days. But Christ also calls us to take up our crosses any message that leaves out the suffering and the sacrifice that is sometimes a part of Christianity is, well, it's just telling us what we want to hear. I noticed a similar tendency in my mission trips to Mexico. The people we served lived in utter poverty. They were literally lived in stick huts with dirt floors and thatched roofs. They had nearly nothing. The poverty was overwhelming, and one place I saw their only drinking water they had available was green. So these are people living in some of the worst imaginable conditions, and there was very little hope of their situation in this world improving. Upward mobility is just not a realistic dream for most people living in Mexico, and so they were living in utter poverty and probably would for their entire lives. In that environment, I noticed a, a heavy, really an out-of-balance emphasis on the end times. Uh, their preaching was focused on Christ's return and Christ rescuing us out of all of the squalor. Uh, frequently around the job site, I would hear one of them exclaim, Cristo viene pronto, uh, which is Christ is coming quickly. That's their hope. They, When you live in desperate circumstances, escape sounds like good news. You hear what you want to hear. Now, we do believe in the return of Christ, but we know that the message of the Gospels is not escape. Our message is not just about getting off the planet, but still we hear what we want to hear. And there's a real danger to soothing our itching ears. We may only listen to the voices who tell us what we want to hear, but that spin, at best, leads us to just part of the truth, when we spend the gospel, we're certain to miss part of the truth. We need to be able to listen to what we don't want to hear as well. Let me repeat that. We need to be able to listen to the parts we don't want to hear. How well do we listen to what we don't want to know? For example, Jesus tells a rich young ruler to give away all of his possessions to the poor and come and follow him. Well, we don't like that message a whole lot. Jesus calls disciples to walk away from family and friends, to be homeless even on their mission. Uh, The Son of Man has no place to lay his head, is what Jesus said about that. So he invites us sometimes to a hard life. We don't want to think about that. Jesus calls us to a mission that requires sacrifice, that potentially even cost us our very lives. We don't like listening to that part either. But the reality is our heroes from the New Testament laid down their lives for this message. We'd rather ignore that. Are we willing to hear the parts that we don't want to hear about who Jesus is and about what Scripture says? You know, Jesus wasn't white. Jesus wasn't American. Sometimes we like to forget those facts. The Bible overwhelmingly sides with the poor and the immigrants not folks that, not much like the folks that are normally in our worship service on Sunday morning the bible doesn't really support democracy or free enterprise and jesus and his followers were pacifist love your enemies jesus said and pray for those who persecute you we can't say that we believe the whole story until we really listen to the parts that we don't like. And so there's a danger in soothing our itching ears if we're ignoring parts of the story. But there's also good news with itching ears. It means that people want to hear something true, something real. I believe in our time that the world around us does have itching ears, but perhaps what they're itching for is something that seems true, real, life-changing because they're starting to see through the weakness of some of the messages we put out there before. Just an easy example is that there, there are some churches that insist that you must believe the earth was created in six days, 6,000 years ago. Well, that message just doesn't hold water with a scientifically savvy community. It doesn't work for people. If that's, if that's our standard for faith, we are actually pushing people away from the gospel We need to be ready with a message that people can hear. Our community is aware that Christ welcomes the outcast, but then they see that Christ followers so often exclude them. And so their ears are itching for something that really rings true, that's something that gets to the heart of the faith. People's ears are itching for something that really resembles Christ. God calls us to be ready with the message, to be ready with that message. Be ready to share about the real Jesus who is here and guides us into the way of extravagant, even sacrificial love. Be ready to share a message that admits it doesn't have all the answers. Honesty and humility will go a long way for us. I used to love to listen to Paul Harvey's radio show, The Rest of the Story. A lot of the Christian message in our culture has a spin that doesn't really look like Christ. A lot of the message, a lot of the Christian message in our culture has a spin that doesn't look much like Christ. Let's be the church that's ready in season and out to share the rest of the story. I love love John Wesley's covenant prayer. It's an excellent prayer that reminds us to address the parts of the message we might not like too much. It's a wonderful prayer that I would like for us to close with today. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee, or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee, or brought low for thee.